Well, a couple years ago, a friend of mine graduated from the University of Tennessee with her master's degree in audiology. The title of her thesis was Quantifying and Recording the Gestational Auditory Response. I assure you, it was a New York Times bestseller. My friend told me what she wanted to do with her research. She wanted to study to find out at what point in a baby's development can it begin to hear noises in the outside world? At what point does a baby respond to the sounds all around it? So she conducted research using ultrasound machines and heart rate monitors to see if she could find any discernible pattern. My friend said at 18 weeks, most fetuses begin to respond to the sound of the world around them. She said on the ultrasound, you can tell, because the baby will turn its head to the left or to the right in the direction of the sound's origin, meaning they know exactly where the noise is coming from. And then at 20 weeks, she said, something amazing happens. The child will begin to respond differently to the sound of its mother's voice. Whenever the baby begins to hear its mother's voice, the baby's heart rate will begin to slow down and the child will begin to relax. Now, my friend said it didn't even matter what the mother was saying. I mean, the mother could be singing a lullaby. She could be shouting expletives at an Alabama football game. The child didn't care. The child would hear the sound of its mother's voice. The heart would beat slower and a peace would wash over it. Now, isn't that amazing? Even before a child is born, it knows the sound of its mother's voice. Maybe that's why Jesus said to his disciples, I am the good shepherd. I know my own. They know me. They know the sound of my voice. It's because when you're a sheep, the most important thing in the world to you is the sound of your shepherd's voice. You know the voice. You trust that voice. Sheep just understand that shepherds are there to protect them and lead them and nurture them. And that if a shepherd is talking to them, if they can hear the shepherd's voice, well, the words the shepherd is speaking are words of life and not death. They're words of protection, not punishment. See, sheep don't understand everything going on in the world, but they know this. They know their shepherd can be trusted. In fact, if you go to the Middle East today, you can still see it happening. You can see shepherds going into crowded sheepfolds, calling their sheep out one by one. The shepherd will name each sheep. They'll recognize his voice, and the sheep will follow. Yes, I know my own, and they know me, Jesus says. They know the sound of my voice. <laughs> now, there is nothing more important to us than the sound of the voice of the Good Shepherd. Now, I remember a woman coming into my office one day and telling me, David, I had the strangest thing happen to me last night. She said, last night I was in my living room, sitting on the couch, watching TV when I had a, a spiritual encounter. She said, suddenly, while I was watching TV, I felt the, the room get really warm. 
My skin began to feel really warm. My heart began to burn. And I swear to you, it was like God was present in the room with me. Now, you should know I'm a pastor. People tell me all kinds of interesting and crazy things, but no one had ever told me anything like this before. So I said to the woman, what happened next? She said, well, I can't really explain it. And even if I could explain it, no one would believe me. But as I sat there in the room and I felt my, my skin feel so warm, I heard a voice and the voice said to me two things. The voice said, you are loved and you are forgiven. You know, there is nothing more important to us than the voice of the Good Shepherd. The voice that reminds us who we are. The, the voice that calls out into our life and reminds us that in God's kingdom, all is well. And when you hear the voice, well, your heart beats just a little bit slower. And your head turns from the left to the right because you know, you know the voice you are listening to. Well, it is the voice of the one who gave you life. Yes, I'm the good shepherd, Jesus said. Yes, they know the sound of my voice. See, Jesus tells us we need to listen to the voice of God in our life. Because if we don't listen to the voice of God, well, then we just end up listening to all the other voices in our world. Because you see, the truth is, not every voice out there in our world is divine. Not every voice out there has your best interest at heart. There are some voices in our world that are voices of shame, not salvation. There are some voices in our world that are voices of guilt, not grace. Jesus even said to his disciples that there are bandit and thieves out there. There are people out there that will speak words of harm to you. There are voices that will tear you down and not build you back up again. I'm reminded of a story I read. It was a story about a church up in Harlem where every week they have a two and a half hour worship service. Two and a half hours. In their worship, their prayers are 20 minutes long. They sing five or six hymns. The sermon alone, the sermon is an hour and 15 minutes. Now just consider that. In most Methodist churches, we can't sing five verses of a hymn without people getting bored. But this church, in this church, they worship for two and a half hours every week. Someone asked the pastor why his worship services were so long. They said, why isn't your worship 60 minutes like every other church in America? The pastor said, that's just not enough time. He said, you have to understand, in my congregation, in my congregation, my people are told for six days out of the week that their lives don't matter. My people are told every week that they are insignificant, that they can't make a difference in the world. Those are the voices they hear. So forgive me, he said, if I take a little bit longer on Sunday morning to remind my people who they are. Now, not every voice out there is the voice of God. Not every voice out there is trying to build you up. Some voices want to cause you harm. 
Yes, the thief is out there, wanting to kill and steal and destroy. There are some voices out there that will tell you you are not pretty enough or good enough or strong enough or successful enough or holy enough or rich enough to be loved by God. And those voices, they are like wolves in the wilderness. Those voices, they will tear you apart if you let them. So don't let them. Don't let those voices have power in your life. Instead, listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd, the one who tells you who you really are. Listen to the voice of the one who calls you to be part of his flock. Listen to the voice of the one who tells you you are loved and you are forgiven. Because you see, you, you are a child of God. You are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. And any voice that tells you otherwise, that is not the voice of God. And any voice that tells you your life doesn't matter or that you can't make a difference, that is not the voice of God. Because the voice of God, it is a voice that speaks truth to us. It is a voice that builds us up and does not tear us down. God is for us and not against us voice of God, it is there to remind us who we are, to whom we belong. The voice of God, it is a voice of love. It is a voice we need to hear today more than ever. You know, in her memoir, The Whisper Test, an author by the name of Mary Ann Bird it tells a story of growing up as a child who had multiple birth defects. You see, Marianne was born with a cleft-lipped, disfigured face, deaf one ear, and a club foot. As a child, not only did she suffer from the, the physical scars of these deformities, but she suffered from the emotional scars as well. So often, her classmates would say to her, Marianne, what happened to your face? Marianne, what happened to your lip? She would lie. She would say, I cut it on a piece of glass. Now, Marianne said the most traumatic event of her school year was always the annual hearing test. You see, every year, uh, the teacher would call up each student one by one. It would have the student place her hand over each ear, and then the teacher would whisper some ordinary phrase that they would have to repeat. The teacher would say, you have new shoes or the sky is blue. Every year, Marianne would take the test, and every year she would fail. And finally, Marianne decided that she was tired of failing. <laughs> she decided to cheat. She would go up and she would cup her hand over her one good ear so that she could still hear what the teacher was whispering. Now, one year, Marianne said she was in class with Miss Leonard. And Miss Leonard was uh, the most beloved teacher in the entire school. Everyone wanted her attention. Everyone wanted to be her pet. And then the day of the annual hearing test came. Marianne was called up to the front of the room. And Miss Leonard leaned over to whisper something in her ear. That Marianne, she cupped her hand over her one good ear so that she could hear. And she listened to the words of Miss Leonard. Marianne wrote, I waited for those words that God must have put into her mouth, those seven words that changed my 
life. You see, Miss Leonard did not whisper to Marianne, you have new shoes or the sky is blue. Instead, Miss Leonard said this. She said, I wish you were my little girl. Yes, I am the good shepherd, Jesus said. I know my own, they know me. They listen to my voice. Yes, thanks be to God. And amen.